This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Tuesday, May 5th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins. I'm joined by my co-host, Brad Johnson. Brad, how are you doing this morning? I'm good. How are you? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I uh, have plans to make some tacos today for Cinco de Mayo. Oh, excellent. Yeah, I figure that's a good way to celebrate. (laughs) I haven't decided what I'm eating today. It'll be an experiment. (laughs) Yeah, how'd your weekend go? It was good. I went to Minnesota to a wedding uh, with a bunch of my college friends, and so I got to catch up, uh, lots of drinking. It was enjoyable. Yeah, (laughs) that doesn't sound bad at all. Um, here at the top of the show, want to go ahead and get something out of the way. It took 21 episodes for me to say something really stupid, but, uh, on Monday's episode, I made some really great points about picking some lefty matchers, uh, in the Minnesota lineup against, uh, Jesse Hahn, which would be great, except Jesse Hahn <laughs> is right-handed. Um, and some, uh, fans pointed that out to me, and I want to say thanks for calling me out. I thought about it all day. I know Jesse Hahn's right-handed. I knew that. I don't know what I was talking about. I'm just a bonehead. But thanks for pointing that out, especially because the people that pointed it out were nice about it. Nobody called me a dummy, even though I'm a dummy. But I want (laughs) to get that out of the way. Be like, yeah, I know. I screwed up. Took 21 episodes, but I said something real dumb. Um, I I can definitely relate to that. I do it probably not all the time, but it's consistent. It happens once every, you know, 10 days or so. I'll just call someone left-handed who's not left-handed. And I know yeah. he's not left-handed. I was, I couldn't, I was trying to think of what it was. I think what it might be is I had him confused with Drew Pomeranz. But mm-hmm. it's like, again, I know the difference between the players, you know. I just was thinking lefty master a starter. <laughs> Funny thing is, Brian Dozier still hit a couple doubles off of him. So <laughs> It worked. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But, um, yeah, thanks for pointing that out. Uh, by all means, I, I am super open to, uh, my mistakes being pointed out, especially when they're done respectfully like that. And, uh, I also appreciate discourse. Every once in a while, somebody says, hey, you said this, and I don't agree at all. And great, okay, you know, again, if discourse is welcome, it's, it's a good debate. So, there's no debate about Jesse Hahn and which way he throws, though. I just play, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bonehead. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, we're going to look at uh, guys for today, Tuesday the 5th. Um, we've got plenty of guys to pick from. I was taking notes, and my notes just kept getting longer and longer. Oh, yeah. I, um, I cut myself off at, at several positions. Just said enough names, yep. especially outfield. I've worked out way too many outfielders. Yep. We probably won't discuss all the names I wrote down. Yep. Okay, who do you have for catcher? Uh, catcher is one of the positions I didn't see that many options. You may have noticed, uh, I tend to like the New York Yankees stack against fly ball pitchers. Yes. And they'll be facing Marco Estrada, so I like Brian McCann. I like that's, some other Yankees. We'll talk about them later. That's going to be a big one today. Oh, yeah. Uh, Steven Vogt uh, is an option mm-hmm. against Trevor May. He's been red hot. Oh, yeah. He's just scorching the ball. And, mm-hmm. you know, the power is completely unexpected. Uh, yeah, he he showed a little bit of pop last year, and it was the kind that people said, "Oh, it'll probably regress." Uh, and he's just you know, taking it to another level. He's always been kind of like a—I shouldn't say always, but recently—he's been a hard contact, a kind of spray type lefty, uh-huh. uh, where you could kind of expect a decent uh, average and bat pip, 
But now he's kind of showing a new gear to his uh, profile. We'll see how long that lasts. Yeah, he's 30, so it's a weird breakout time. Yeah, sometimes you see these guys, they have one or two good years. Especially when you're looking at a catcher, they tend to break down quick. Mm-hmm. And uh, break out late. So Right. Um, and the other guy I noted was uh, Victor Martinez. Uh, just because I've kind of seen his price tags dwindling a bit. He hasn't done too much on the year, but he's still Victor Martinez. He'll right. He's still plenty capable. Do good things. <laughs> yeah, this is about that time of year where people are driven their prices up and down. And after a month, you know, you start to be concerned about slow starts a little bit. But, like, Adrian Beltre has just driven his price down like crazy. And I'm not ready to give up on him, you know. Yeah. With, with Martinez, there are some injury concerns. Beltre is kind of a mystery to me. I don't know what's going on. Maybe uh-huh. he's just not focused because that team's a mess. Uh-huh. Uh, that doesn't really sound like Beltre to me, but I don't know. Yeah, I like those picks. Um, I wrote Devin Masarocco, even though he's still always hurt, but he gets Jeff Locke. The Reds get Jeff Locke. You can't pick him because he doesn't start, and I'm just, I keep being frustrated with the Reds being like, because <laughs> I don't think they put him on the de- uh, disabled list yet, you know? And they get these lefties, and he would That's... be good, but. It's baffling that he's not on the disabled list because right. they can backdate it to a point now where they can activate him any day. Yeah. So, so there's no reason not to just put him on the DL, even if he's just on the DL for two days. Yeah. Obviously, like, don't pick him, but I just keep seeing that. I'm like, Red's against a lefty. Oh, wait. You know? <laughs> Do you... Well, okay, so Evan Gaddis gets Wandy Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been hot also. No reason not to like Gaddis against a lefty. Right. Chris Iannetta gets James Paxton. He likes to hit lefties. That's fine. It's unexciting. AJ Pruszynski gets Chad Billingsley, which is two fun names to say. Um, <laughs> but he's been kind of hot. I don't. I don't, yeah, know. I don't know what to think about Pruszynski. It's probably just he, he swings a lot of early counts. Sometimes he gets good yeah. pitches when he does that. Yeah, he's been. I'm sure he's cheap, you know, and he's been hot. There are better options to pick, but he's uh, he's worth think- mentioning. Thinking through that matchup, it might not be a bad idea, just because I kind of expect Billingsley to be eager to get ahead in the count. Mm-hmm. I might be throwing some early count cookies, and Przinski just swings at everything. <laughs> yeah, he could be okay, but I, I like a lot of the other guys you mentioned more. Okay, first base, I wrote a lot of names. I, I apparently I wrote a dozen, um, and I'll be try to be quick on those. I assume you're in on Mark Teixeira. Uh, mm-hmm. In Toronto, definitely he does well against flyball pitchers, and Marco Estrada is kind of the daddy of flyball pitchers and flyball pitchers who allow home runs. Yep, he has that so, reputation. Yep, it's uh, that could be a juicy matchup. Yep, uh, and he's shown plenty of power so far too. So I think Mark Teixeira will be a popular one. Pedro Alvarez gets Michael Lorenzen. Michael Lorenzen just doesn't miss a bat. He gave up three homers in his debut, I think. Pedro Alvarez, obviously, boomer bust guy, but mm-hmm. it wouldn't shock me to see him put up some, you know, a decent game, leave the yard against Michael Lorenzen. I wrote Mike Napoli against Drew Smiley. Napoli mm-hmm. likes to hit lefties, but Drew Smiley's pretty decent. I think there's yeah. other options there. I-, I picked him out as a fringy choice as well. Yeah. Um, Freddie Freeman gets Chad Billingsley. There's mm-hmm. no reason not to like that. Um, Matt and I were talking about how we used to love Chad Billingsley. About like you know five years ago, six years ago, he's uh, one of those guys who was right on the cusp of being great for a moment, and yeah. then just didn't get there, and then got hurt. 
200 strikeouts a year, you know, for a little yep. while. That was always useful in rotisserie. Um, <laughs> Freddie Freeman getting him in his comeback today. I don't know. I'm kind of rooting for Billingsley. I want to see him do well. I don't expect it, though. Lucas Duda gets Bud Norris. That's a good hitter against a bad pitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, Carlos Santana gets Jason Vargas. Carlos Santana likes to hit lefties, and Vargas is nothing special. It's not a great park, though. Um, Adrian Gonzalez gets Matt Garza, which is fine. Again, Ike Davis gets Trevor May. Trevor May is not scary. Um, Chris Carter gets Wendy Rodriguez. Likes to hit lefties. Just a few more. Paul Goldschmidt <laughs> gets Tyler Matzik. Um, we talked about this before. I haven't looked at his prices for today, but last time, you know, he got a lefty in cores, it was a sky high price. It might totally be worth it. That's it's... a great, great matchup for him, but, uh, there might be other options in terms of just better prices, you know. Oh, but yeah. I it's... happen to have, uh, one site open, uh, fan build it. His price tag is over 6,000. Yeah, which that's is yeah a, a, a high I, price tag on FanDuel is five thousand. So yeah, 6, I like that matchup. I get it. I understand why. But I, and if you built a lineup around him and believed in him, it'd be okay. But I feel like there's other places to go. Um, yeah, you'd you'd have to feel really good about. Let me look at some of the cheapest pitchers today. Well, I recommended for Monday before they got rained out. Um, on the flip side, uh, in the same game, Justin Morneau gets Cole Mentor. Still in Coors Field, still mm-hmm. a good, you know, a good hitter against not a great pitcher. Um, not as much of a slam dunk, but I would go there before I'd go Goldschmidt. Yeah. And then, uh, Albert Pujols gets James Paxton, and Paxton hasn't done much. So, there's a ton of first basemen. I would almost do that position last, or one of your last ones, and just kind of find somebody at the price that fits the rest of your lineup. Yeah, and, I guess uh, pay attention to stacks and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, the only name I have that wasn't mentioned there is uh, Chris Davis, and he's you know another boomer bust guy, kind of like Pedro Alvarez. He's mm-hmm. got a uh, Bartolo Colon, who's totally hittable, also very wily in his ways, uh, mm-hmm. so it could induce just a lot of weak contact, or maybe Davis will get into a couple. Yeah, uh, City Field's not that bad for left-handed power, so yeah. it's fine. Yeah. There are a ton of first base options. When you build your DFS lineup, do you do you have a strategy or an order? Like, I always pick my pitcher first because it's the biggest chunk of your money. There's a couple different ways I do it, and it depends on the day. Because of the way I prepare, I have, like, the daily grind. I do things like this, other DFS columns. I tend to have an idea of what the values are before, you know, starting to build a lineup. Mm-hmm. So I'll kind of put together those values, uh, whether it's a pitcher or a stack or just a couple individual hitters, uh-huh. and then I'll build around that. So okay. it looks different every day, yeah. the process. Yeah. Okay. Who do you have at second base? My list was significantly shorter. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a, I have two guys I like a lot. Uh, Jose Altuve against uh, Wandy Rodriguez, uh-huh. and then uh, Devin Travis, and he's up against... Uh, Michael Pineda, I believe. Uh, and yes. I just like Travis a lot. Pineda's obviously a pretty good uh-huh. pitcher, but Travis hits the ball. You know, he's just, uh, he, he gets into the contact really well, and uh, he's shown a lot of power so far. I don't know about that home run rate that he's put up, but you're still going to get some good balls put in play. And Pineda has great stuff, but 
he still doesn't really strike out hitters at the rate you might expect based on mm-hmm. that stuff. That makes sense. A uh, um, couple other guys I highlighted. Uh, Howie Kendrick bats in the middle of the Dodgers lineup. That's always nice. Uh, Neil Walker, uh, he's up against... Uh, Michael blanking. Lorenzen. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Lorenzen. And I, I stayed away from listing too many Reds today, or Pirates today, just because that park, PNC Park's just not great for hitting. And with so many options today, you're probably going to want to kind of stay away from those terrible pitchers' parks. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. He's an option if you're just kind of looking for a cheaper second baseman. Yeah. I wrote Dustin Pedroia against Drew Smiley. Pedroia likes to hit lefties, but again, I believe in Drew Smiley, so I don't love that. I don't have a real big right. problem with it. Like, it wouldn't blow me away if the Red Sox, you know, put up a bunch of runs against Drew Smiley, but I wouldn't bet on it, you know? Right, um, I agree with that. And uh Daniel Murphy gets Bud Norris, and I still mm-hmm. like Daniel Murphy. That's a good one. I just don't like Bud Norris. He's not good. Uh, Bud Norris looks... Bud Norris is shaky in a good year, and this is not a good year for him. <laughs> yeah, um, so I wouldn't have a problem with that. And the Mets are not a great offense, but, you know, it's not, they have some guys that can hit. So, um, Daniel Murphy's not bad. Um, I had three names at third base. I did find a, a Cincinnati Red that can hit a lefty. Todd Frazier gets Jeff mm-hmm. Locke, and Todd Frazier likes to hit lefties, and I'm a-okay with that. Chris Bryant gets Tyler Lyons. Tyler mm-hmm. Lyons is like that. not great and left-handed, uh, which is kind of DFS gold. You know, find guys to stream against him. So there's some Cubs I like, including Chris Bryant. And uh, David Freeze gets James Paxton. It's been a while since I said David Freeze, but anytime he gets a lefty, I'm he has my attention, you know. So David Freeze against James Paxton, who I feel like should be better, but hasn't done much yet this year. Yeah, uh, he, and he still gets his opportunities in the middle of that Angels lineup, so that's another kind of, uh, call it a positional opportunity to take advantage of. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's batting fourth or fifth most of the time when he's going to face a lefty, and that, well, it's going to give him opportunities for RBIs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. A couple other names I picked out, uh, Matt Carpenter's a bit expensive, but he'll face, uh, Kyle Hendricks, and Hendricks is a solid pitcher. I like him. Well enough. He's a command and control guy. He's his he's got a five point two three ERA, but he's shown better peripherals than that. And you know, I think he'll be solid this year. But Carpenter's also on fire and he's just such a great contact hitter. And then there's uh two Yankees, uh Alex Rodriguez and Chase Headley. Yeah, and any of those Yankees to get Estrada, you know, no problem with that at all. All right. Uh, how about shortstop? I had four guys that wrote a shortstop, which for sh- for shortstop is a ton. I feel mm-hmm. like. Yeah, I think I picked out five, and I'm gonna guess that there might be a couple that you didn't pick out. We might not have as much overlap as you might expect. I'm going to guess one of them is that you didn't pick is Chris Owings. I didn't. Uh, yes. Uh, so it's game at Colorado. That game's a high risk for. You know, at least a delay, if not a rain out. There's uh-huh. like 80% chance of storms being forecasted. So, you know, maybe that one just goes away entirely. I'd be, uh, paying attention to the weather and a little bit wary of that matchup. Yeah. Yesterday I did, uh, a DFS and other than mixing up handedness of Jesse Hahn, I set a lineup and then got really busy with my day and was off and wasn't mm. able to check my lineups and my teams before starting. 
And uh, it cost me, because I did pretty decent scores, but I had a few guys in that game, and they got rained out on Monday. And so I got yep. to see some big, fat zeros in my DFS lineup, you know. And that's what I get for, you know, buying into a game, but not having time to check my lineups before they started. And mm-hmm. that cost me. It happens, know? yep. Yeah. Uh, if you can, it helps to be able to check your lineups half hour before a game started or whatever. I would have been fine Absolutely. if I swapped them out. Um, yeah. So the lesson is go ahead and try and get some guys in the, that game, but if you can't check the weather report right before game start, you know, might want to stay away. And because it's a little bit later, uh, the weather report that you're getting at the start of contest is going to be you know, not the, the best mm-hmm. <laughs> or not exactly what's happening at that time. Uh, be better yeah. if it's a 7 o'clock start. I like Chris Owings, though, especially in yeah, Colorado when uh, Tyler Matzik is cheap. bad. Yeah. He tends to bat towards the top of an order, especially against the lefty. Yep. Uh, even if he doesn't, it's still the price tag is reasonable for using yep. him at any cost. I want to ask you, do you believe in Zach Cozart at all? So the right-handed <sighs> Reds player gets Jeff Long. Yeah. Uh, his, his history is such that I haven't even really taken him seriously enough to look into it more. Right. But he's getting to the point where I'm going to have to take some time, go through his profile, figure out if there's something going on or it's just, you know, noise. And we all gave up on him a while ago because he's been consistently one of the worst hitters in the major mm-hmm. leagues the last couple of years. But this guy's not Jose Iglesias. Like, if you look at his minor league numbers, like, he used to have power. You know? Yeah, he used to be a guy that I liked as a you know decent shortstop option and just kind of proved that he hit too many, just pulled too many outside pitches, yeah. uh, weak ground balls. He's been bad. Too many easy outs. There's yeah. no no way about it. He's been bad in the major leagues. But I'm not saying I'm on board. I'm just saying this isn't like Jose Iglesias coming out and hitting like five home runs in the first month. You know, that's the guy that within reason could have some pop and he's shown it, you know. So, yeah, I'm not rushing out to get him. I'm not. Probably not picking him today, but he gets Jeff Locke. And if you believe in Zach Cozart, one, I wouldn't call you crazy, and two, today's a pretty okay matchup for him. You know, mm-hmm. well, he's a guy I'm still keeping my eye on. Yeah, uh, Xander Bogarts gets Drew Smiley. Xander Bogarts likes to hit lefties when he's hitting, but again, I have a hard time putting my money in that. I mean, if you're the kind of person that does multiple lineups, I could see one built around a Red Sox stack of all those right-handed hitters, but I wouldn't go with it with your your main lineup, you know. The uh, Mike Avila special is in play. Mike yep, Avila gets to hit a lefty, and it's Jason Vargas who's not doing well, you know, so I don't have a problem with Mike Avila in Kansas City. I mean, it's not a great park, but he's super cheap, and... I feel like this is like the third time I've recommended him against Jason Vargas already <laughs> in the last couple of weeks. But I'm fine with that at shortstop for sure. I feel like I've had a lot of deja vu this season involving Jason Vargas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anytime, you know, again, bad lefties that gets attention. And then um, Starling Castro gets Tyler Lyons, yep. and that's yeah. nothing wrong with that if you're a Starling yeah, Castro person. Yeah, that's my top person. pick of the day for a shortstop. Yeah, is that your favorite one? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Lyons is just... Uh, an ordinary brand of ordinary, you know, he's, uh, he, he doesn't do anything that really stands out. He's a perfectly adequate six starter, but that's also something you can always target in DFS. Mm-hmm. Especially as a lefty. And yeah. Bush Stadium isn't great for hitting, 
but the weather is going to be really nice. Uh, I have a app that tells me the home run conditions on a zero to ten scale, and it's calling for a ten. Okay. So That's yeah, I nice. don't. I wouldn't can. I wouldn't bet on a lot of home runs just because it's still Bush Stadium, but at the same time, you know, the conditions That's a nice are nice. Size. Yeah. Okay. You mentioned there's plenty of outfielders. We'll try and break those down a bit. Mike Trout gets a not great yep. lefty, but I don't um, like Mike Trout today. A yeah. lot of people are going to fit him into their lineups. Yeah, uh, he gets a James Paxton if you can afford him. You know, no, nothing wrong with that. Gregory Polanco gets Michael Lorenzen again if you want to pile on against him, but that is in Pittsburgh. You could save the whole Yankees outfield, but Carlos Beltran's been so bad. You know, it'd be hard to bet yeah, on Carlos Beltran. Beltran. <laughs> but Jacoby Ellsbury and Brett Gardner get Marco Estrada. Yeah, I, I like them both. Uh, Beltran, I've not been in on at any point this year, and uh, so far that's looked like the correct move. <laughs> yeah. Mookie Betts gets Drew Smiley. Again, I don't bet against Drew Smiley. If you did, I wouldn't call you crazy, but it's not for me. Kevin Kiermeyer on the flip side gets Rick Porcello. I'm fine with that. Is he Kiermeyer is also quite good against ground ball pitchers. So mm-hmm. you have the platoon advantage, you have the uh, batted ball type advantage. Uh, the only thing is, and I don't know how long this is going to stay. Maybe it changed over the weekend while I was at the wedding. But Kiermeyer keeps batting eighth and or ninth, mm-hmm. and that's just you know that's not very desirable. He yeah. really could be leading off for that team. He has yeah. all the skill set for that. So that's a game where you might. Not only check that he's in the lineup, but check where he is in the lineup. Because he's going to be relatively cheap, too. I, I have to imagine at some point he's going to get moved up to the top of the lineup. Yeah. At least against righties. Can you tell me, off the top of your head, this is not a fair game. Um, how many home runs does Kelly Johnson have this year? I cannot. <laughs> I'm going Kelly- against two. <laughs> um, I'm going to check, because I want to make sure the stats didn't update on me last night, and I end up being wrong. Yeah, Okay. Through his first 21 games, Kelly Johnson has five homers, oh. which is, it's a guy I used to like. Sounds sounds like vintage Kelly Johnson. Yeah, it's a guy I used to like. He is, you know, he's 33, though. He's on base percentage is 292, but he's still getting 525. The, I, it's hard to suddenly be like, oh, he's back, he's good to go. But that's still notable <laughs> for a guy like that. He had seven homers all of last year, you know, so off to a good start. And Kelly Johnson, back with Atlanta, now gets uh, Chad Billingsley, you know, and he's a lefty. I Sorry, Kelly Johnson's a lefty, not Chad right. Billingsley. But yeah. um, I don't know. He's super cheap. If if you believe in his early power, okay. You know, again, not getting on base a lot and not a great lineup. But I, I wanted to write that down. I have in parentheses five homers, exclamation point. I thought that was <laughs> notable. Um, but there are a lot of other options uh, in the outfield. Uh, Jock Peterson, who's just yep. been silly, you know, it's going to drive his price up real hard if he hasn't already. And uh, Andre Ethier from that Dodgers uh, lineup also uh, hitting well and will probably be in there. Uh, they got some guys injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can go with a bit of a stack. Uh, Adrian Gonzalez, maybe, uh, maybe Howie Kendrick as well. Yeah. I don't mind a Dodger stack at Garza yeah. at all. Yeah, you got you got a decent uh, group there, and Milwaukee's nice for hitting. Yep, George Springer might lead that Astro stack if you like. You know, against the lefty against Wandy. I had that yesterday against Ross Detweiler, and they held the one run. But um, <laughs> it, at least, 
We've least... talked about it again and again with the Astros. They're right. they're a frustrating but potentially highly valuable target. Yeah, at least Dallas Keuchel was as amazing as I could have hoped. And mm-hmm. the strikeouts came. You know, I think he had eight strikeouts in eight innings, allowed a late run, and ended up getting hosed on a win because again the Astros one run against Ross Detweiler. Okay, but um, <laughs> Dallas Keuchel was good. Couldn't really complain about him not getting the win. Jorge Soler gets Tyler Lyons. Mm-hmm. Sure, why not? You know, um, along with Paul Goldschmidt, uh, Mark Trumbo goes to Coors and gets Tyler Matzik. Was talking about this for Monday. You know, him him going there. No reason not to like that. And I was making the point that it's not even necessarily about smaller park or the by, the ball flying farther, but the ball not curving as much. You know, the breaking yeah. ball's not breaking so hard, and that's pretty nice for a guy like Mark Trumbo. Yeah, there, and there's certain types of pitchers that really don't perform well at Coors Field. Uh, especially, I find, sinker ballers tend to really struggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't get that little bit of movement in the bottom of the zone that really kind of makes or breaks their day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they leave a so- couple sinkers up, they get hammered pretty hard. Yeah. Um, Matt Sick's not actually a sinker baller, just an observation in general. <laughs> yeah. And then the whole Rockies outfield against Josh Colmenter, Charlie Blackman, mm-hmm. you know, Dickerson, Carlos Gonzalez, like, why not? Any of those I'm fine with. Carlos Gonzalez is, keeps driving his price way down, too, and I don't have a problem with him at all. He's a guy yeah, that can I'm, break I'm out. I'm not sure what to make of Gonzalez, just because he kind of was in the process of disappearing last year before he went on his annual uh, DL trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know if you know there's some underlying issue on top of just all the injuries that have piled up over his career, or you know, what's going on with yeah. him, but... If I had oh, there's him in, some like, red flags. Yeah, if I had him in rotisserie or whatever, I'd be pretty concerned. Like he's pretty mm-hmm. below his his perceived value, but that yeah. has driven his value down so far in DFS. All of a sudden, I find him down among the the middle level outfielders or so, or even cheaper. And I'm like, heck for that, you know. I don't know. I like him just because he does have huge breakout potential, especially at home, you know. He's a player that can hit two home runs, you know, like it would not blow you away at all if he had a big game, you know? No, nope, not at all. So, so I, not a slam dunk, but I like him at his price for sure. He's come down way too far. That's how I feel again when I see Adrian Beltre for way too cheap, you know, especially when he gets a lefty. I'm like, really? Like, I know he's been cold and he's not being himself, but he's not down here among the David Freezes, you know? <laughs> um, okay, cool. And then how about, uh, or, sorry, do you have any other outfielders? I got a few. Okay. Uh, Bryce Harper. Sure. He's got a, a decent matchup against uh, Matt Latos. Uh, sure. He's just not, hasn't looked good this year. No harm with that. Uh, there's uh, Adam Jones, and he's up against uh, Bartolo. And mm-hmm. Jones, uh, you know, he just he makes really good contact. Uh, yep. Bartolo's around the zone. Jones doesn't miss, miss pitches around the zone. Uh, so I kind of expect a line driver to at least. <laughs> yeah. Couple others. Uh, Billy Hamilton's good against uh, ground ball pitchers, and he's got that uh, Jeff Locke matchup. Mm-hmm. And then uh, also noted uh, Dexter Fowler and Jake Marisnick, and they're just part of stacks we've already mentioned. Sure, Jake Marisnick's just been silly good. You know, yeah. I don't. I'm uh, I'm happy to have grabbed him in a few <laughs> leagues. Yeah, you should be. Yeah, he's a guy that's always had talent, and it would not be crazy for him to suddenly put it together. Don't think he's going to hit 380 or whatever he's at, no. but course not yeah but uh but so far so good um how about some pitchers 
uh, I didn't see any like huge matchups I loved. Um, my favorite, if you want to pay for an ace, would be like Zach Greinke in Milwaukee. I realize he's not quite an ace, but he could certainly look like one against the Brewers. He's definitely the cash game play against the Brewers, even mm-hmm. though the game is at Milwaukee. And I, I don't know about that. I know the Brewers lineup's been terrible. Mm-hmm. They also still have talented players in there. They can go off on a team. Mm-hmm. I I don't really buy them as one of the worst offenses in baseball. I think right. maybe we're seeing one of those kind of intangible type things where there's just you know maybe some psychological factors team wide that yep. are holding just us down. One of those times when everybody's cold at the same time, you know, yeah, it can make you look real bad. It's yeah, it's a bit baffling why they're this terrible. Yeah. I, I see them as more of a mid-tier lineup with a really good stadium on their side. Mm-hmm. Uh, one guy I kind of noticed uh, was Danny Salazar. He's just looked fantastic this year. Yeah, he has. Uh, the matchup against Kansas City is kind of a, a double-edged sword. On the one hand, he's a fly ball pitcher, and Kauffman Stadium's huge. Mm-hmm. So balls will stay in the yard for him. That's good. Uh, bad thing is the Royals lineup is really good at making contact, so mm-hmm. might not get those strikeouts. Yeah, he doesn't always last very deep in the game. He's averaging a little over six innings, but he's also the kind of guy who could easily just turn around, throw too many pitches early, and get through four plus. Yeah, um, that's the Royals again. It's hard to rack up strikeouts again against them, but at the same time, they may not score a ton of runs, so mm-hmm. you might not get. Everything you wanted from Salazar, but it's also not scary. Uh, and I think, at least from what I could tell, he's got one of the highest ceilings of the day. Yeah, uh, I could see that for sure. Um, Steven Strasburg gets the Marlins. I like the Marlins fine, but they have not clicked fully yet, and he can like rack up the strikeouts as much as anybody. You know, you're gonna have to pay for it, but I'm okay with that. Uh, do you like Shane Green at the White Sox at all? I have mixed feelings about Shane Green. I own him in a bunch of leagues. I'm kind of trying to sh- sell him. Uh, mm-hmm. He's he's a solid guy. I don't know about at uh, U.S. Cellular Field. I, I'm wary of pitchers in general there. Uh, the White Sox lineup's kind of almost like the it's like a better version of the Brewers lineup in that there's more talent than yeah. the production. They're uh, very capable of looking bad though. Yeah, they like. I, don't know, I, I made some bets on Adam Eaton and Melky Cabrera this year, and those are both looking quite bad. Yeah, uh, especially the Eaton one. Melky will probably come around, but I don't, I don't even know if Eaton's going to continue playing at some point. You know, it's uh, been pretty ugly. Mm-hmm. Garrett Richards gets the Mariners, and that's fine as long as he can avoid Nelson Cruz. Um, <laughs> Andrew Kashner goes to San Francisco. They're not imposing. Yeah, those are two solid plays right yeah. there. They're they don't scream, you know. It's huge things that jump out, but I would not hesitate if you liked either of those guys. Um, deeper plays for our contest today. Matt and I have interesting picks, not great ones. Um, I have Jesse Chavez at Minnesota. I, I like think that. that's a good I like pick. that fine. You know, it'll be cheap. And then Matt has Scott Feldman at home against the Astros. And he doesn't love Scott Feldman. Nobody loves Scott Feldman. But, er, sorry, he's at home against he the, the Rangers. Rangers. Yeah. Yes. He pitches for the Astros uh, against his former team, the Rangers. And they're a stream against offense, you know. And Scott Feldman is kind of that, like, not very good, but could get the job done against a bad offense guy, you know. Um... That would be a, a real 
cheap option for you. You'd you'd go with Scott Feldman if you really wanted to get Mike Trout and Paul Goldschmidt in your lineup or something. But I don't know. I mention it because that's his field of stream pick. It's hard to get excited about Scott Feldman. Yeah, I think they're they're both good waiver wire grabs. Uh, in traditional league, they're mm-hmm. yeah they got a good shot at a win uh, based on their matchups and. You know, they're on the better team in both cases too, so that helps. Yeah. They're obviously they're not anything to salivate over, but yeah. you know, what are you gonna get? <laughs> yep. Yep. Worth mentioning. Worth mentioning. Okay. Um anybody else uh pitch it for you? Uh re- not really. It's uh uh the way I see it, you can go for the boomer bust with Salazar, you can try to play it a little safe with Kashner or Richards and that's about it. Yep. I could see some people liking Shelby Miller in Philadelphia, but I'm, I've, I've gone through, I went through his profile this morning and I pretty much just see the same pitcher who was mediocre last year. Yeah. He's got a good ERA right now, but the peripherals don't really support it. That's frustrating. He used to be a real exciting guy and he's young enough that he could have a good future, but hard to buy in right now. And this, this Philadelphia and Atlanta lineups are both weird. They look like, like great teams to exploit on the surface, but they also don't strike out a lot, which kind of limits the ceiling of the pitchers against them. Uh-huh. It's uh, so yeah, the Phillies don't produce runs. They also don't strike out, and I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just glad we're into the season enough. We can start to analyze these things. Like those first few weeks are tough, yeah. but yeah, it's uh, last week I finally broke out the strikeout rates as something we could look at. Right. And it's nice to have current season information to think about with yeah. uh, pitcher matchups. And you start getting things like how they hit against lefties or righties or whatever. So Yeah, we should be able to make some conclusions about that pretty soon. It's helpful. A little less dart throwing. Yeah. yeah. Especially against righties. We could probably get a good sense of how teams perform against righties right now. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay. You have anything else before we get on out of here? I think that's about it. There's plenty of options for today. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of bad lefties to pick from uh, going against. As well as uh, Marco Estrada, if you want to see some balls fly out of the park, hopefully, uh, in Toronto. Brad is on Twitter at BaseballA-Team and writes here at Rotographs with the Daily Grind and writes some other places, too. Lots of stuff to go check out Brad's work for uh, DFS stuff. Brad, I think we're going to have another uh, special guest on Thursday when you come back to record with me. Oh, I gotta, excellent. I gotta finalize that, but that could be mm-hmm. uh, exciting. Um, yeah, anything else you want to plug before we get out of here? Uh, no, let's uh, keep it simple today. Okay, cool, sounds good. I'm Dylan Higgins on Twitter at HigginsFOS. Uh, make sure to holler at me when I say things that are strictly factually incorrect, <laughs> or if uh, you just want to talk fantasy and uh, what's going on. So for that, I'm Dylan. For Brad, uh, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow on Wednesday, and uh, good luck with your lineups today. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com/fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.